Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi Junior High. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. All right, welcome back, everyone. Hey, guys, what's up? It's, it's been a little rough getting these out, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> I'm working to get a schedule together that hasn't been working out so far that well, but it's definitely a situation of like, I'm not used to having this schedule, so it's going to take time to get into it, but totally really pushing to do one a week if I can. But yeah. so, lately, it's been like every two weeks, but, but yeah, so one thing I was like... <sighs> One issue that I'm having is that I am super intensely editing. Oh, yeah. To the point where, like, I cut out spaces and I yeah. cut out lots of ums. Like, I don't cut out every um, but I cut out lots of ums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I listen to other podcasts that are, like, respected podcasts, and they say um all the time. Um. So I'm just like, why am I taking all this extra time to cut out ums when I could release podcasts so much faster if I didn't. Well, <laughs> I mean, we always go long and it's yeah. funny because- Well, that is uh, that is part of why I cut down yeah. the little gaps because I'm like, this shit's long as another, hell. <laughs> another, another shout out to my friend Kaylee who's been listening and doesn't actually watch Degrassi. Oh, no. Um, but she was like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, aren't the Aren't the episodes of Degrassi like an hour long? And I was like, oh, no. They're like 22 (laughs) minutes. We just don't shut the fuck up. So, (laughs) sorry. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be like the first 20 minutes we're just bullshitting about ourselves. So cut that out. Just skip this part. Just skip Skip this whole part. part. No, that's all she cares about. She just wants to hear about me and then like (laughs) fast forward to the Degrassi part. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. What's been going on in your life? Oh, my goodness. It's been... I mean, when I thought about it, when I thought about, I was like, oh, what should I talk about uh, on tonight's goings ons? And I'm like, damn, it's actually been quite a bit because mm-hmm. we had crazy snow last weekend. Yeah. My car got stuck in my parking spot. Oh, no. Yeah. I had to have uh, my friend Marianne and her boyfriend Jason come over and like dig me out. And we had sawdust all over the place because he brought it from his shop in oh, hopes yeah. to create traction kitty litter and Mm -hmm. shoveling and then he tried to get his car to like push my car but then his car got stuck it was yeah it was a fucking nightmare all all while um (laughs) marianne like looked up at my second floor neighbor and she was filming us (laughs) so it's like and then i think she was like do you guys need help and it was like yeah you're trying to cover your tracks because you were totally recording us (laughs) getting stuck why would you want to record that i don't know uh, some, some people have very little going on, so it's okay. I guess, yeah, busy bodies. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, man. So Sunday was Eric's birthday. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be so cute. I'm going mm-hmm. to take a shower and then I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to come back and I'm going to make him waffles with bacon because mm. he loves waffles. I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm the best girlfriend ever. This is great. I'm so good. Yeah. So like I got out of the shower. I went to put some clothes in the – in the washing machine and I look I'm I'm in a basement unit mm-hmm. and my laundry is like on the other side yeah. like it's also in the basement but just like around the corner mm-hmm. and so I'm looking over at the water heaters and I'm like why is that water heater spewing water oh no I'm like is it supposed to be doing that? So like I walk over and look at it and it's coming out of like a pipe so I'm like I mean 
these all have pipes. They all ha- they're all like that. Yeah. It's so should it is it has it always done this? And I just never noticed it before. <laughs> like, is it because I just showered? I was like, I don't. I'm really <laughs> your shower was so intense that it just yeah. busted the pipes. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. So I came in my back into my apartment. My dumb ass sits sits on my bed and I'm googling and I'm like, is it is water supposed to be coming out? And Google's like, oh, it's normal for like a little bit of water to drip out because mm, that's how it releases pressure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I had taken pictures and so like I submitted it to like my management company mm-hmm. and you know like called or not called like yeah submitted to the management company and like sent a text message and I was like all right well hopefully they'll get back to me and let me know if this is normal so you know I do all my reports and I'm like okay this is this this will do it and then I walk into the living room and I'm like oh fuck water everywhere oh no yeah it had gone like I don't know, under the wall, I guess, and through the wall and into my apartment. And meanwhile, Eric is like asleep on the couch. And I'm like, (laughs) Eric. And he's like, what? And I'm like, there's water on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, the only casualties were like um, a uh, like an extension cord and a couple of chargers, like nothing, nothing major. And like, and again, luckily, the way my apartment is, <laughs> like, the ground is really uneven. So all the water, like, settled under the couch, which is on legs. So, like, yeah. again, it was fine. But we were just kind of like, well, what the fuck do we do now, right? So, like, I ran back to the, you know, hot water heater, turned the water off. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even my hot water heater. It was actually the first floors. So, Oh, jeez. Um, th- yeah, then I'm like, well, fuck. Okay, let me call my management company. Right. And yeah, the guy was like, I just got your message. We're working on somebody getting over there as soon as possible. I'm like, okay. So then I call Marianne's boyfriend, Jason, who is my go-to handyman. And I'm like, do you have a shop vac? And he's like, I do. (laughs) So he comes over and vacuumed up like literally 15 gallons of water Mm -hmm. from my living room. Because yeah, thank fucking God. Because Eric and I threw like four fucking towels down. We're like, well, that's not going to do anything. (laughs) This is too much water. And these four towels are mighty soaked. Yeah. It didn't do a damn thing. So yeah, I to, to this day, I don't know if like the person who came to look at the the first floor's water heater was gonna bring a shop back or what yeah. because when he got there he didn't have one so i'm like um i mean glad i figured it out this water here yeah i was like <laughs> glad i you know have have friends that have things like shop vacs um mm-hmm. because uh it would have been a really shitty day like i reported this at like 10 30 in the morning and the guy didn't get there till 4 30 p.m so oh like yes Thank God for Jason and his shop vac. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's been a just, it's just, you know, been a little, I've been walloped. I think that's the word for it, you know? Interestingly enough, we had a, a furnace issue this week where we got our, our furnace tuned up. Because ah. my mom was like, you you need to tune up your furnace every year. I'm like, oh, I do shit. And I like <laughs> organized it with my oil company. Guy came, told us there was like 15 gallons of water backed up in our furnace. Damn, what's with 15 um, gallons of water? Because apparently every time the power goes out, water like flushes into the furnace for some reason. I don't know. Um, The whole thing was very confusing, but he like told us what to do and what to look out for. But anyways, he does his tune up. He removes all this water, whatever. 
like the next day it starts making kind of noises like this kind of banging noises Mm -hmm. and as time goes on it gets so bad and i'm gonna play it for you oh wow yeah it sounds so, like people working on the railroad yeah. all, all the live long day. <laughs> so I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, is this going to explode? Like, what the hell is going on? It's been a great and podcast, so- guys, but Jesse's <laughs> dead. <laughs> so I, like, took that video and I I sent the video to my oil company. Like, this just got serviced and it's making this noise. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Can you send someone out to look at it tomorrow? And I'm posting it to all these Reddit forums like, what is wrong with my furnace? Because yeah. I, I looked up the noise and and it didn't come up anywhere. That like dinging didn't come up mm-hmm. anywhere. So I was posting it to Reddit. People were like, yeah, definitely get that looked at ASAP. But they weren't like, it's going to explode. But I was over here thinking it's going to explode, catch on fire, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they come the next day. And it turns out there was like holes in like wherever it ignites. That was like okay, making it hard for it to ignite. So that was it, like trying to ignite over and over. Um. But that dinging noise was there's like a viewing window, and apparently like the screw was rusted, and so the viewing window was just slamming <laughs> back and forth, making me what? think my fucking house is gonna explode. Thank God. I wonder if this viewing window is, is this like a tour of a factory where you're like, no let me get a view of what's happening in there. Like what is, what yeah. is the viewing window for? Whatever it is, they've, they've fixed it. It's made kind of like some air startup, you know, kind of tries to start up a okay. couple times here and there, but it's like a couple seconds, okay. you know, b- right. before it was going on, yeah, and on and it's also not dinging. So we're like, I think that's okay, but you know, it's, it's. Seems pretty good. Like, I might email them back. Like, it's still doing that startup thing a little bit, but not mm. like it was and see what they say. But holy shit, I was terrified. I was like, we're going to wake up dead. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> wake yeah. up dead. <laughs> you just open your like, eyes and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. Because <laughs> it was like the middle of the night. There was oh, no yeah. way I was getting anybody out there right. at that point. And I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> oh, my God. Because if we turn off, I don't want to turn off our furnace and have like the pipes burst. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. the middle of winter. But thankfully, it was not that deep. Right. It's not that serious. <laughs> Uh, that it that sound it reminds me of uh one time when I brought my car into the shop a couple years ago mm-hmm. and they were like so what's like what's wrong with it and I was literally how I described it I was like um it's making a noise like you know when you're watching a movie about racing and somebody's <laughs> tampered with your car and you see like a screw that's about to fall out yeah and it's about to like ruin <laughs> your car and you're about oh, to no. crash I was like that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> like that one little bolt that's like ding, 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 ding. Oh, and you're no. like, oh, no, it's going to fall out. I'm going <laughs> to die. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. The other major thing going on is your goddamn package. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm still trying, but I might come down to a situation where I have to just resend you things and have them sent direct to you. Yeah. Because I've been – all right, so I sent Carly some Christmas gifts late, um, but, you know, like in January – they never showed up. They went to the wrong address. Yes. And it was clear that they went, because she's on a north street. You're on north, right? Yeah. So, and the other one's south. When I looked at the 
zip code that you put in, you put in the correct zip code and it right. said it was delivered to a different zip code. Right. And I was looking at the neighborhood that it was and I was like, how would they, this is really far away from me. How would they fuck this up? Yeah. And then I was like, all right, just for shits and giggles, I'm going to look up my address, but like south. Yeah. And uh, sure as shit, it was that, right. that uh, a zip code. So I'm like, they clearly dropped it off mm-hmm. at my address with the south version. Right. So- I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like drive down there, knock on the door, excuse me, hello? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hi. So, I mean, I thought about writing them a letter and being like, can you like bring this back to the post office, please? Here's right. like five bucks for the gas. <laughs> for gas. <laughs> Maybe this might influence you. Yeah. Here's a little Abraham Lincoln for you. Right. But, like, the thing about it was it was, like, your name, your zip code. Right. You know, I feel you like did everything enough correct. context clues. I, you know, I, it's hard because I, I look back and I'm like, well, I don't know for sure that I didn't write south instead of north because it's not like I have a picture of the package. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But I really don't think I would. I was looking right at your address. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I think it was there bad, but – but so I've been like doing online reports and calling. I had a text message conversation, which was pissing me off because they're like, it was delivered. I'm like, yes, it was delivered to the wrong address. Yeah. And they were like, no, it's the address you put. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and we're back and forth. I'm like, clearly it's not the right address because it's the wrong zip code. Like, yeah. I'm going back and forth. I get a call. I'm like, I have to check back in a couple days just because it probably hasn't arrived. Like, they said they were going to try to get it back. Oh. And I don't really know how that I mean, I want work. them to fight for me. Like, I want them to rip my package out of that <laughs> apartment owner's hands, okay? I just, I'm like, and I'm not going to say what it is because I haven't, you know, I'll probably have to resend it to you. Aww. But... But, I mean, it wasn't, like, crazy expense or anything. Like, I'm honestly making a mountain out of a molehill here because it really wasn't that expensive. But it just pisses me off. Yeah. yeah. But the stuff that was in there, and once you get it, you can report back, is not anything anybody else would want. Right. (laughs) It's very niche to you. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I'm like, okay, so they were just too lazy to put this out on the front doorstep and say wrong address. Yeah. Yeah, because what I imagine is it probably – I mean, like, I know what a lot of people do, like, whenever, you know, we occasionally will get a package that's incorrect and it's like, yeah. you know, like, this the correct number, but it's like the wrong street or it's mm-hmm. like the right street, but the wrong number or whatever. Right. And I've, I've walked a couple packages to the proper addresses. I mean, granted, those were like literally within my, within blocks of my apartment. Right. So it wasn't a huge deal. This, that address is like 30 minutes from me. So. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's driving. So if those people yeah. don't have a car, then we're talking like probably over an hour on public transportation. So. I mean, my thought is stick it out on the porch with the thing that says wrong address yeah that's what i do with letters yeah 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 but anyways yeah let's say yeah that's been consuming (laughs) i got a lot going on so much happening (laughs) but yeah so anything else big going on right now Mm, mm -mm. well i mean i guess i could say this um eric and i have decided to move in together so that's exciting that's not happening until both of our leases are up. So it's right. going to be a little while, but yeah. 
Or by the time the package arrives, I will have moved and I still won't get it. And I'll be like, oh, Jesse, that's my old address. I should have told you I moved. Oh, no. Can you call the post office again <laughs> and let them know? Forward my address, please. Right. Uh, but so when are your leases up? Um, his is up like May 15th and mine is up June 31st. So mm. I think we're so going to got a little while to find Yeah, yeah. We got a little while. So yeah, I think we're going to look for a place that's like, you know, starting May 1st and then he can casually move and mm-hmm. I can casually move and it's right. not, okay. you know, nobody's like, oh God, we got to get out of here right now, you know, so. Right. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, you've sent us a couple apartments. Were those yeah. apartments where you're like, this is like in our range or were they just like, I love these apartments? <laughs> oh, no, those are, yeah, no, those are the ones that are in our range. Nice. Um, it was very sweet. I like I was sending Eric you know, different addresses. And I was like, look at this one, look at this one. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, so I noticed that you're sending me ones that like you can afford to pay half of, but like if you want to go a little more expensive, I will pay more rent than you. And I was like, oh my God, who are you? (laughs) I know. I know. It's like, I don't don't know what to do with this. Most of the men I date don't have jobs. (laughs) I'm confused. How do I? Yeah. So basically, um, yeah, just like that SNL Zillow sketch, Mm -hmm. I am literally looking at apartments like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, no, oh my walk-in shower and a, a whirlpool tub oh, yeah. in the master bath. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally losing my mind because I'm like, I don't, I've never, I didn't think I'd ever, what? How'd I do this? <laughs> like, I feel like an imposter. I'm like, does he know? I'm, very, I'm working class. Did anyone tell him? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, hate to break it to you, but. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I got this house. I ain't moving forever, but I still look at listings for both houses and apartments. Oh, yeah. Like. It's a good time. Yeah. I it's don't a know good why time. I like it so much. I know. No, I mean, it, <laughs> I've been like literally combing the fucking internet every day looking at apartments. Mm-hmm. And then it was funny because my friend Beth sent me one because it happened to pop up on her Facebook. And she was like, oh, what do you think of this one? I just came up on my Facebook. And I was like, girl, I've already seen that one because I've literally – I'm on this every day. Right. Like, oh, my God. Ev- like, <laughs> literally every day I'm obsessed. So it's just so fun. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't know why I look at apartments, though. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make sense. I understand sense. looking at houses because yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, I just want to, like, envision living in this house. Mm-hmm. But I'll, like, I'll be scrolling down Facebook – and, you know, when in your, like, local buy and sell or whatever apartment ads yeah, yeah. come up and I'm like, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not moving into an apartment ever again if I can help it. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, we're hoping to get a, a three-bedroom so that we have an office and a guest bed. So, mm. you know, when people come visit, yeah, you got a bed to sleep in. Yeah. In, like, three years when corona's over. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Oh, God. All right. You want to know what we're talking about this week? Sure. Okay. Okay. It's season one, episode four, The Cover Up. Oh. Which is pretty, I like, I forgot about the title of this. And then, like, now thinking back, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird title. Hmm. The Cover Up. Yeah. Like, I don't fully. We're covering up. 
child abuse. Yeah. Like, nobody's really covering it up. These boys are both walking around fucking busted faces. And they're <laughs> like, what What cover up is this? I mean. The dad beats his son in front of yeah. the other child. Yeah. Like, what's that on this? There's nothing's being covered up. No. This is quite blatant and open in front of people. So. I mean, Joey tries to be like, no, it's not him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. That's not the main plot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know that it looks really weird that we both are like black eyes right now, but I swear my parents didn't hit me. I fell down. Like it just, (laughs) it just sounds fake. But anyways, okay. We, yeah. Okay. We can, we can start. We can give it a whirl. All right. So I, I first have to say that my, the first scene I kept writing Craig. Didn't the dad look just like Craig? No, no, oh. that's not what I'm saying. Oh. Uh, I didn't know this kid's name because it's the first time we've seen him. Oh. And so I Googled like, you know, trying to figure out who it is. And it said in the episode summary, the school bully, parentheses, Craig, whatever his name is. Well, that's not his name. That's the actor's name. Oh. Uh... <laughs> So I kept writing Craig and Craig and Craig. And then I'm like, wait, that is not his name. (laughs) It's Rick. It is. It's Rick. But I think his dad looks like Craig, in my opinion. I saw it. I saw it when you pointed it out. But at the same time, I feel like that's very insulting to Craig. I mean, it looks like an 80s version of Craig. What I'm saying is it's probably actually Craig's dad who was also (laughs) abusive. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this was from his first marriage and um, because he was older, right? Hmm. But he was like a serious professional though. He was like rich and stuff. Yeah, well, maybe this guy worked his way up. Things Hmm. were different in the 80s, Jesse. You could – you had upward mobility, okay? Maybe he married Rich, his mom, oh. whoever died or whatever. Actually, he Rich. Oh, I no, <laughs> Craig's dad was a doctor. Yeah, if I, I'm pretty positive, like a surgeon or something. So, mm-hmm. okay, well, maybe this guy went back to school after maybe. Rick got taken from him. He was yeah. like, I, I need, I got a turn of one, a new, I got a turn of a new leaf, <laughs> and I'm gonna become a doctor. Right. I, okay, I buy it. <laughs> All right, this is my fan fiction, so just accept it. Thank you. All right, anyways, we're at Rick's house, and he's poring over a bike magazine in his kitchen when his dad comes in looking for his tie. He sees him reading a magazine and hostily questions him if his older brother gave it to him. He, like, hates his older brother, I feel. He's like, yeah. did Frank give that to you? Like, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was. It's kind of <laughs> weird because they don't give any preference as to who Frank is initially. Yeah. So, like, my first quote was like, who the fuck is Frank? Like, what do you <laughs> – I don't know who this is. Like – Right. Huh? So. Whatever it is, you know, whoever he was, the dad hates him. Yep. Yep. It's, it's blatant for sure. So when Rick says that he bought it, his dad is not convinced and assumes he stole it. He gets angrier and angrier asking where he got the money. Rick tells him he cashed in some bottles, which only enrages his father further. <laughs> he had plans for that money. Listen, <laughs> like, oh. this man hates recycling. Yeah. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> I like to go 
down to the tracks and throw those bottles. Maybe that's it. Because like <laughs> when I was a kid and my mom would take me to the dump, yeah. we'd always recycle the glass bottles and there was like a chute that you were supposed to just dump it down. But I would literally take every individual bottle and like <laughs> chuck it and watch it smash. Yeah. So like that's probably, I mean, I can't blame him. It's, it's He was fun. mad that he took that opportunity away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Now I, now I understand Rick's dad. <laughs> When Rick rolls his eyes, his dad snaps and attacks him. And then we have a very jarring cut to the Poppy theme song. <laughs> <laughs> You're like getting beaten and it's just like, yeah. wake up in the morning. <laughs> what? Well, Rick was feeling shy and lonely. Yes. <laughs> so it makes sense. Oh, I was just shook that, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but like, there was a glass of milk, and mm. I was like, how did that glass of milk not get knocked over? Like, <laughs> I didn't notice wow. that. Wow. No. That's impressive. Yeah. You're attacking your son. Didn't spill a damn thing. No. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really, it was like, oh, no, and then right into, <laughs> wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it was, it did, it felt weird, but. Yeah, I definitely. Mean, you know. I was uh, like, wow, Degrassi Junior High is not fucking around. We've already got a child abuse episode, like episode Mm -hmm. four. It's like serious. They waited till season two to do that in Next Generation. I'm saying. So, yeah, you got (laughs) to ease into it. But no, not not DJH. No. Mm -mm. No. And I mean, and honestly, like it was pretty well, I mean, I guess Craig's was also pretty brutal. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, whoa, fuck. Like, it's not just like he slapped him or something. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, my God. Right. This is like, <laughs> yeah. Like, all, yeah. So, wallop. Yeah. I guess that's the word of the day. Yeah. He walloped him. Yeah. <laughs> Rick rolls up to the school on his bike and zooms right past Caitlin and Susie, who are startled. Attention whore Joey F. Jeremiah Esquire, the F is for fool, (laughs) also comes barreling in on his skateboard, but winds up eating shit when he tries to show off. DJ Radich runs up and scolds him for fooling around. Oh, man, I oh, I was like, oh, DJ Radich cares about his students. He's going to check to see if Joey's okay. Nah, he's going to shit on him. He's going to yell at him. Oh, man. (laughs) He notices Joey's gash and sends him to the nurse, followed by the principal. He's been warned enough about his horseplay. Yeah. Yeah. I. How did he get a cut on his forehead yeah. from falling in the grass? It's like, what did he hit? Like that a rock? Cut. Like, damn. I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess. You'd think he'd have like a concussion or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I would assume he'd have like a dirty face. Hmm. And some grass stains, but I'm like, how the fuck did he get? It's like really high up on his forehead. So yeah, I'm like, that's a weird place for you to have hit something. But okay. (laughs) Caitlin and Susie notice Rick from afar. They think he's dreamy. Mm. Plus, he's a bad boy on probation. So we think. (laughs) Susie questions why and Caitlin assumes it's because he's so inept. Is that what she said? That's what she said. That's what I thought. I hear he's on probation. Really? For what? I don't know. Probably for beating someone up. He's always got lots of bruises. What did you think she said? Uh, I, okay, wait, I thought it was because she was saying that he gets into a lot of fights. Like, she assumes he was bruised because he fights people and that's why he's been in juvie. But what word would it be that she said? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe I heard inept. So both me and Johnny heard inept. Okay. But last week you were right about 
mild, so you might no. Well, yeah, but you also you don't have a replacement for inept, though. So I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I you say I was correct about mild. Yeah. Yes! Oh yeah. I put the clip in to clarify right after I gave you shit for it. So very cool, <laughs> very mild. I don't know why I I heard. Well, I mean, I think wild just made more sense to me. It, but, it certainly did make more sense. But, but then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go check the clip now. I'm gonna verify, and they definitely said mild. And I was like, really? How did, wow, <laughs> wow. So yeah, you got vindication You're once awesome. you listen to last week's episode. <laughs> But I, I thought she said um, it's because he's so inept and I don't know what other word would be there. So my thought about him being inept was I didn't know you went to jail for that. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's clearly not capable of anything. So they just threw him in juvie and they're like, we don't, <laughs> we don't know what to do with you. You can't do anything. So we're going to lock you up. <laughs> so anyways, they notice all his bruises. Like, the, he is so obviously banged up apparently all the fucking time so bruised and none of the teachers have been like mm-hmm. hey rick can you stay after class and what's is everything okay at home like nobody's right nobody's noticed or thought to do this i mean maybe it's just because he keeps to himself he doesn't maybe. draw attention to himself like joey I mean, um, probably mr radich like kept him after just to be like Rick, you need to stop this horseplay and punching yourself in the face because yeah. I don't like to see these bruises. So stop, stop at the horseplay. <laughs> he just assumes there's horseplay involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey comes into the office with a bandage on his head and Dars asks what happened. <laughs> you you don't hear anything correctly, okay? No, I, I'm just decided she's still Dars. She's still Dars. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, she's always uh, Dars in my heart. Listen, you know you know I love to talk about the fashion choices of all of Degrassi. Yeah. Did you notice that Joey's shirt said rat-a-tat-tat? Yeah. And it definitely had like Tommy guns like <laughs> on it, like shooting. And He's I'm just like, badass. man, man, the <laughs> 80s were wild. You could just wear shirts to school with guns on them. <laughs> and it was like, that's fine. We don't care. Like that, you can't do that anymore because kids bring actual guns to school. So right. you can't even you can't even joke about it or allude to it. So yeah. I was just like, wow. Oh yeah, you'd definitely Rat-a-tat-tat. be told to turn that shirt inside out. Oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. So I was I was definitely like, wow, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Rat a tat tat. So stupid. Joey makes up a story about protecting some kids that were being bullied. She wonders why he's there, and he tells her that DJ Radish sent him to see Mr. Lawrence. Darce recognizes that Joey is up to his old tricks and arranges the meeting. <sighs> Mr. Lawrence is over it, too. Joey just can't help himself. I just feel like, look, if I was the principal and Joey walked in and he was like, look, I tripped. Mm-hmm. I was goofing around on my skateboard. Yeah. I tripped. I hurt myself. Right. Like, the, the principal should just be like, what the fuck, Radich? Like, why are you wasting my time with this bullshit? Right. Like, this is stupid. Because mm-hmm. I always think it's interesting, this concept of, like, sending a child to the principal's office but not telling the principal that the child's coming. Right. And they're just, like, trusting him to go in and tell the truth. Yeah. It seems awfully suspect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, according to him, he was, you know, protecting some little kids. And I don't think that the principal would be mad at him for that. But, no, you know. I don't think so either. Vula and LD chat about picture day. And LD says something about wearing a t-shirt. I don't know if it was a t-shirt. She says something. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to wear 
the stupid hat and Stephanie comes. Desperately need. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm like, what are you guys saying? The audio quality in 1987 blows. And you know, it's like a recording of a recording Mm -hmm. of you know, like it's just so yeah. Rick comes into class, magazine in his back pocket. Caitlin and Susie start gawking at him again. (laughs) They are very obvious. They notice how tragic he always looks and wonder what it'd be like to flunk and lose all your friends. Oh my God. But <laughs> right now, they're just like so bold here. I know. It's so fucking weird. And then they point out that Rick doesn't have any friends. <laughs> Sucks to suck. But like, he's hot, but I mean, no friends. Oh, he's just, he's tragic. He flunks. He doesn't have any friends, and he never smiles. He sounds fucking sexy to me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. damn, that sounds hot. Yeah. That mysterious bad boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they hatch a plan to make him smile. Okay, so this <laughs> reminds me of in middle school, a friend of mine, we were we would try to talk to this kid, Kurt. And what's funny about it is now Kurt has been dating my friend Grace for like I don't know, five years or something like that. Like, they've been together for a really long time. Yeah. And so I'll be like, hey, Kurt, remember in middle school when me and Heather would be like, Kurt, why don't you talk? You should talk. Talk to us, Kurt. We just want to talk to you. We just want to be your friend, Kurt. Talk to us. Talk to us. Like, that's, yeah, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Middle school is wild. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if I've done something like that, too. Yeah. So I'm like, Uh, it's just embarrassing because it's like, oh, you think I did this to a kid in middle school. I'll probably never see him again. I'm like, oh, nah. He's in a relationship (laughs) with one of my best friends. So. Right. Oh, crap. (laughs) Now I have to address this. (laughs) What did he say about it? I think he was pretty much like, it's fine. I mean, he's still pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. He was like, it's okay. At at some point, the last time I was in LA, because that's where they live, he said something kind of mumbly and I thought he was referring to himself as Thick Daddy. That's what I thought he said. <laughs> and so anyways, then we all started calling him Thick Daddy and uh, Anna got him a Thick Daddy shirt for Christmas and it's fucking great. So, you know, I mean, in the long run, I hear what I want to hear and now he's got a new nickname. So <laughs> I I think it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Steph walks in, nose in the air, hair poofed out like a football. And she sits near them. Vula rolls her eyes. Joey struts in and Vula asks what happened to his eye. And I'm like, drink every time someone asks what happened to his eye. I'm drunk. He now claims that he was defending Steph's honor against some big guys who were ragging on her performance as president. DJ Radich walks into class and clears his throat to gain their attention. He gives Joey's wound a good look and then removes his signature fedora for him. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesse. He was not wearing a fedora in this. He episode. wasn't. I will fight you. He was wearing a fucking beret. I feel like I feel I like swear to God, this podcast is going to end over our disagreements this season. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no, telling I, you I, because I, I wrote I it. Didn't look that close. I just assumed it was his signature fedora. <laughs> There is like a better, there's a better view of it, like in the, some scenes coming up, mm. but like he's 100% wearing a beret. And I'm oh, like, okay. what the fuck? <laughs> he's That's just, worse. He's so stylish. Honestly, worse than the fedora. Oh, yeah. Eh. 
But I mean, like, if you're gonna wear a ratatat tat shirt, yeah. you know, you you and you're you don't want to be like a total stereotype gangster, right? You want to mix it up, and you're like, I'm French. <laughs> it is le ratatat tat. That's yeah. Radish does his usual dig at how only some of the class did well on their papers. Yes. Mm. He's such a bastard. So supportive. <laughs> he didn't learn right? from the yik situation. I don't No. <sighs> Radich blows. Yeah. He's always sucked. Yeah. Like it makes sense that the Degrassi new cl- wait, next generation there's too many. Yeah. Next generation was like, we don't like Radich. And it's like, nah, he does fucking suck. And he's yeah. bit, like he wasn't even ever a cool young teacher. Like mm-hmm. he's always been an asshole. He's just he has zero patience for anything. Like these are children. Yeah. Relax. There is no <laughs> socializing in his class, you know? Jessica. <laughs> so Tim asks Joey if he's ready for picture day. It's all the kids are talking about these days. <laughs> of course, Joey F. Jeremiah Esquire, the F stands for fashion icon, has it all worked out. <laughs> oh boy, that's right. Get ready for those quadruple J's. Yeah. He's got his sweet jean jacket. He'll look totally badass in it. It's the four J's, baby. Yeah, Joey Jeremiah <laughs> jean jacket. Oh yeah. <laughs> And of course, DJ Radish scolds him for talking. That's right. <laughs> you keep your acronyms to yourself, Joseph. Also, drink every time he scolds someone for talking. Oh my God. He gets so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we wouldn't make it through the 30 minute episode. We'd just be like, I don't know. No. <laughs> I heard mild. <laughs> I so drunk. <laughs> Joey skateboards home and rolls up to the most bizarre driveway ever. With a patch of grass just going up the middle of it. You've never seen that <laughs> thing, bef- that kind of no. thing before. No, that's weird as hell. Oh, I mean, it, it it's it's rare, but like yeah. I've definitely seen it here in Chicago, where like they only have like two strips paved for where like theoretically your tires would be. Yeah. Why? So I, oh, bitch, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because they're just trying to save money. Wouldn't on... the grass die because your car's over it all the time? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how grass works. I think <laughs> they need I'm sunlight. Per- yeah, I mean, but your car's not parked there all the time. I think it gets plenty of sunlight. I suppose. Either way, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. His mom is in the living room patching up some dungarees when he arrives. <laughs> She sure is. <laughs> oh, boy. She's off work that night, so she's doing some extra housework. Joey points out that it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. She sees him and notices his wound. It startles her. The new story is that he was studying when a book jumped up and hit him in the eye. <laughs> I know. His jokes what? are so lame. What? But this time like, it wasn't about could, being I... brave. It was about a book. Book right. coming alive and smacking him in the face. Like, what's the big fucking deal of being like, yeah, I accidentally fell off my skateboard. Yeah. And hurt myself. Like, no big. And also, his mom is like, did you go to the nurse? It's like, obviously, he's wearing a fucking bandage right. and like, got some gauze. So, like, I don't think he pulled that out of his own backpack. I'm pretty sure he right. went somewhere to get that. Exactly. You dumb mom. <laughs> his mom is concerned, but he brushes it off. No big deal. But I can't study in this condition. And he (laughs) runs up the stairs. When he gets to his room, he is outraged that his mom cleaned his room. He 
was gonna for the last several months. Mm-hmm. And his mom got sick of waiting. And this just reminded me of so many old roommates who were always gonna do oh. the dishes. Oh, yeah. Whenever I did them, they said, I was gonna. <laughs> like, bitch, the sink has been full for five days. I mean, <laughs> it reminds me of when my mom would go through <laughs> Bethany's room and just collect dishes. <laughs> I mean. But, yeah. It was like, got to get all these dishes yeah. so we can wash them. Yeah. Uh, it was like every Saturday morning, got to go get the fucking <laughs> the routine. literally, like Beth had like a week full of dishes in her bedroom <laughs> like every week. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Because my family is weird and we would like literally all eat dinner in our own separate rooms Mm -hmm. and sometimes we'd be all watching the same show and like we'd come out (laughs) on commercial breaks and be like oh my god can you believe it oh it's crazy and then we'd all go back to our separate bedrooms (laughs) like I definitely had a tv tray next to my bed and I would just sit on my bed in my tv tray watching tv (laughs) oh it's a lonely life honestly like when I was a kid I remember everyone ate at the table and one day I was just like nah I'm gonna sit on the couch and watch tv wow and like they all ate at the table and I remember my stepdad being like really irritated that I did that. Jesse, you're a revolutionary. <laughs> you probably honestly, Jesse, you probably got it from being at our house and you were like, yeah. they never sit at the table together, so why do we have to do it? <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, this day and age, a lot of us don't even have tables to sit at. So. No, I mean, yeah, it's true. I I eat all my meals on the couch. Yeah. I even – for the sole purpose of eating on the couch, I have a coffee table that like the, the table lifts. I love that. I want one. Oh, I fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I When I got my own place, I was like, I'm fucking getting one. And uh, oh, boy, did I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so when you can when you sit on the couch to eat, you can pull the top up. Yeah. And you're like, now it's like a TV tray. Uh-huh. It's perfect. That's perfect. Well, we have an L-shaped couch. Mm. So, and I always sit on the L so I wouldn't be I wouldn't benefit from that. Okay, yeah. Or the not the, the L, lounge. you know, the little thing that shoots out. Yeah. So I just always get it on my lap, but yeah, I mean, we have a dining room now. I hadn't had dining rooms for like ever living in apartments, right. but we have one now and we don't have a table though. So, I mean, we wouldn't eat in there if we did either. But Right. What are you going to do? Fucking talk to each other? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like at this point, everyone without dining rooms and tables have got so comfortable just eating in front of the TV that mm-hmm. even if you have a dining room, you're like, why would I eat there when I could watch TV? Right, right. <laughs> the dining room is like a, a, a room that you're like, we don't we don't go in there. Like, that's not. Yeah, that's, that's like, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, that's where the fine china sits in the cabinet and we don't go in there. So. Right. <laughs> mm. His mom reassures him that she didn't throw anything away, just put it all in a box in the basement. <laughs> right. Like what did what did he have in his room that like she was like, well, this can't be here. I'm gonna take all of his stuff. Like you think so that's confused. what it is? Is that's why he's so outraged? Cause she like literally picked up everything and was like in the basement with it. Yeah, I re- I had no idea why she would do that. I was so confused. Like, maybe put it in a box in his room. Right. But in the right. basement? I don't... <laughs> that baffled me. I was just like, what the fuck is going on with this mom? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once again, the writing, you know, there's always some plot holes that don't really make mm. sense. Um, but yeah, 
She put all of his shit in the basement. <laughs> like, that seems like a punishment or something. It sure does. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's, like, got to go down in the basement and pick through, like, all right, I'll bring this back upstairs. I'll bring this back upstairs. Right. Like, I don't know. I know. I'm like, what does this accomplish? Like, just go get the box, Joey, and then fucking dump it on the floor. Right. And be like, hey, hey, I suck a dick, mom. I mean, it's been so long since he's cleaned his room that he still has, like, his childhood toys all over the place. That she's must like, be you it. really don't need that these in your be bedroom it. anymore. Mrs. Jeremiah's <laughs> like, Joey, I put your sit and spin in the basement along with your rocking horse and yeah. uh, your teethers. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> So Joey thinks this is an invasion of privacy and tries to tattle to his dad. His dad hits him back with, it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Hey, we know where he gets his sassy (laughs) attitude from. Joey doesn't think it's funny this time. (laughs) (laughs) It's only funny when I say that. He whines about his rights like a libertarian getting banned from (laughs) using hate speech on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. But then he notices that his mom is patching up those dungarees with his jean jacket. That was pretty shitty. That was pretty yeah, fucking yeah. shitty. Like, Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? You gotta ask before you cut up someone's clothes. Right? I'm like, what? She's at the sewing machine, and he's like, Mom, are those my bed sheets? And she's like, oh, were you? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't think you wanted these. What are you doing? Why would you do that? <laughs> She didn't realize it was his favorite and it's all jacked up, but they just bought him a new one. But that's the whole thing. Right. Looking like it's been repeatedly run over by a motorcycle is the hip new look. Duh. He couldn't possibly wear a new jean jacket. That's for broom heads. Mm-hmm. And this bullshit happened just in time for photo day. His parents are child abusers. No, 100%. Like, if I've ever seen it, it's right there. Honestly. For sure. You know, it's a huge thing of kids who have never known even close to abuse to be like, you sent me to my room. You're a child abuser. Yeah, right. (laughs) You set boundaries. I hate it. Abuse. Also, I'm really wishing that I never told you that broomheads was a thing. Yeah. And you just like, <laughs> you thought it was a one time, like, oh, he's in a broom closet. He's a broomhead. That makes sense. And then you're like, wait a minute. It is, what? They keep saying it. <laughs> and it's even, it's so Canadian. It's like broomhead. <laughs> I mean, they just love it. I don't know. Yep. They just, the writers decided that was the thing and they just. They ran with it. They were like, this is definitely what the kids are saying these days. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if it caught on in different places. In Canada, maybe. Yeah. Do you think all the 80s kids in Canada were calling each other broomheads? If only we knew somebody. Yeah. From the 80s in Canada. (laughs) Let's travel back in time. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go do a survey of all the uh, old people from Mm -hmm. Canada. Did you ever say broomhead as a kid? Please. Fill out our poll. (laughs) So, Rick arrives at school, immediately followed by Joey and Tim, who is wearing amazing shorts. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> did you notice them? I did. They, they were well, Yeah. I, you know what? They just looked so cool and like, I was like, I don't, I'm not even going to say anything about them because they just look like they belong there. <laughs> Joey has had it with his abusive parents. Rick looks up like, uh. <laughs> oh, what are you saying about abusive parents? <laughs> 
He overhears Joey whining about having nothing to wear for photo day and sees this as a chance to make a quick buck. He needs those motorcycle magazines after all. Mm-hmm. He offers Joey a jean jacket he has. Joey doesn't need just any jacket, though. He needs a used jacket. And Rick depressingly states that everything he owns is used. I mean, <laughs> but like, if you've worn it once, it's used, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, everything <laughs> in my apartment is used because I've been using it. Like, yeah. True. Joey is 100% one of those rich hipsters that raids the thrift store to look poor because it's in style. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 100%. So Joey wants to see it. So Rick offers to have him over to take a look after school, and he reluctantly agrees. Rick makes sure to note that they are not buddies just because he's selling him a jacket. Yeah. Rick goes back to fixing his bike. I definitely wrote, I was trying to write, I'm not your fucking buddy, buddy. But like it clearly <laughs> autocorrected and it says, I'm not your fuming buddy, buddy. <laughs> your fuming buddy. All right. Uh, it's, it's definitely like a, you know, reminds me of South Park. I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not your guy. What, what do they um, say? Specifically Canadians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm not your friend, buddy. I'm not your buddy guy. Nailed it. <laughs> You know, maybe that's where the writers got it from, was Degrassi. Oh, probably. That's it. Oh, we got it now. <laughs> Caitlin and Susie plot in the hallway, waiting for Rick to come in. When he does, they accost him to test out their brand new bit. Why did the turtle cross the road? Because it was the chicken's day off. But um, um. Yeah, they even had like fucking hand gestures and shit. Yeah, they like, do a pose. This was really they <laughs> they practiced this. That's the sad part. Like, yeah, they they do that Animal Crossing pose where you spin and put your oh, arms out and the stars come out. Yeah, one hundred percent. They sure did. <laughs> Rick is fucking pissed that they wasted his time. Oh, he's a busy man. Okay, <laughs> he's got jackets to sell, bikes to fix, <laughs> magazines to peruse. He doesn't have time for this bullshit. He looks at them like they're the scum of the earth. I mean, <laughs> like he hates you know, them. Fair though, honestly, like uh, yeah, I'm like, listen, if you're gonna come to me with a joke, just do better, <laughs> right? I mean, I could see this in like third grade, but they're in seventh yeah. grade now. Yeah. It's really bad. Granted, Blame. he should be in eighth grade, so maybe his humor's a bit more elevated and they're still kind of stuck. <laughs> he's he's sophisticated. He's like, I don't laugh at chicken jokes. Come to me with something political and then we can talk. Joey and Tim leave the school and Joey immediately takes it upon himself to jump on someone's sick bike. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Turns out it's Rick's, and he jumps right off. It's like, oh shit, we're not buddies. I can't. (laughs) Rick rushes him along, and Joey follows, unable to convince Tim to come with. They arrive at a very strange-looking building entrance and go inside. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a sketchier. Like that, we can talk about. Like, uh, it looks like like they're gonna go into an underground lair or something. Yeah. I don't. It, it was like a tunnel. It was very Yeah, weird. it was like, we got to go under this drawbridge first and <laughs> answer their riddles three, and then we can get into my apartment. Rick is bitching about how slow Joey is. Mm. Joey is very impressed by Rick's place. His mom must be real cool and up with the latest faux poor trends. <laughs> Rick comes out with another depressing statement about his life. He doesn't have a mom. I mean... 
Ugh. You came from somewhere. Like, <laughs> where? what happened to your mom? Did she leave your dad? I would understand. He's an asshole. Yeah. Did she die? Mm. Or are you a test tube baby? <laughs> are you, like, one of the first test tube babies? Yeah. I got questions. He grabs a soda pop out of the fridge and offers one to Joey. No. <laughs> Don't do it, Rick. No. <laughs> oh. Why would you do this? Rick goes to get the jacket and Joey admires his motorcycle posters. Rick tells them about how his older brother Frank has a motorcycle and takes him on rides. With the wind blowing through his hair, he feels like a kid again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. He shows Joey the jacket, which is also Frank's. Joey puts on the jacket and I swear it's the same jacket he was wearing last week. I didn't verify, it def- but yeah. I, I specifically mentioned it- that last last week he was wearing a jean jacket with an eagle on the back and this was also a jean jacket with the eagle on the back and I'm wondering if this was like a continuity thing. I mean, honestly, I mean, they could get away with shit like this back in the day, right? Because mm-hmm. people weren't, unless you were recording it on a VHS tape, like, right. people weren't unless able to Unless you're analyzing it. it for an hour, 45 minute podcast, you would right. not notice. <laughs> you mean a radio program? Because that's what they had in the 80s, Jessica. They didn't even have podcasts, so. Right. Because I always notice that with like when I watch Golden Girls, mm-hmm. they'll have actors come back as different characters, and you're mm-hmm. like, "What are you?" He was already in like <laughs> season two, established as a guy named you know Stephen, right. and now you've got him in season four as a guy named Fred. Yeah. So what are you doing? I feel like they do that in like Law and Order a lot. Like oh. <laughs> You'll get the same guy six years later. Yeah, that's fine. Either way, this jacket is definitely cool and mild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it's funny that it belongs to his older brother, Rick, who I'm assuming has got to be over 18. Yeah. And he's like, here you go, 14-year-old. It fits you like a glove. Yeah. I mean, he wants his bro to be cool. But I mean, is Frank like really tiny? Because Joey's pretty fucking small. Well, you know maybe I mean? it was his like teen jacket. All right. His T double J teen jean jacket. <laughs> Just then, Rick's dad arrives and grumbles out, Who the hell is this? He immediately starts rehashing his crappy day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't believe the day I had. Joey's like, I don't care. Right. Jo- <laughs> I mean, and Joey's act- like, for a kid that's not like super polite or anything like joey actually does the right thing and like sticks out his hand like oh it's nice to meet you like i'm ready to shake your hand and his dad's like fuck you kid yeah yeah my way punk so his dad notices that his after work sodi is missing kind of shocked that he isn't the type to start drinking beer the second he gets home right maybe He's going to put whiskey in the Coke or something. Mm, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I too thought, I was like, oh, really? It's about the the Coke? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Not like the Coke? Okay. Yeah. It's about Coca-Cola. <laughs> well, maybe he did some Coke before he wanted some Coke. That I believe. <laughs> Rick realizes he's in hot water and tries to rush Joey out the door. Joey tries to pay for the jacket, but there's no time. He can pay tomorrow. As he leaves, Rick's dad starts going off about how they can't afford to give their drinks out to every little punk in town. As he yells at Rick about getting a job, he starts attacking him again. Joey closes the door like, what the 
fuck just happened? <laughs> this is so messy. Yeah. Like, I, how dumb are you, Rick's dad? Mm-hmm. Like, you're really going to abuse your child yeah. in front of another person? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're asking to get caught. Fine. Yeah. Fine, dumb dumb. I, I mean- I will say I've definitely been to people, like when I was a kid, been to people's houses whose parents were like super aggro in front of me. I'm like, Ugh. Mm. but never did they ever like beat their kids. But there are definitely like parents who just like didn't recognize that it's super weird to get as aggro as they yeah. did in front of other kids. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, I totally was like, okay. Yeah. No- <laughs> just go off, I guess. <laughs> nothing, nothing is worse as a child than when like. You and your friend are at their house mm. and you're doing something that the yeah. kid was like, no, it's fine. My parents won't care. And you're like, okay. Yeah. And then that then it's like you're both in trouble, but like you're not in trouble because yeah. it's not your house. But like the kid's getting screamed at and you're like, <laughs> ah, I'm, uh, I'm an accomplice, but I'm not getting yelled at. But this is really fucking <laughs> awkward and uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I will never forget my one of my elementary school best friends. We used to hang out all the time. And there was this kid kid at school who was a douchebag and we hated him. And I remember, I cannot for the life of me remember what we wrote in this letter. Oh boy. But we, or this, whatever we wrote about him, but we wrote something down about him that was apparently very, very rude. And, And my friend's mom found it. And was like really upset. And so I like, I, to this day, I'm like, what the fuck did we write in that? I don't remember. Like, I think at the time I didn't even remember that I had participated in this. Right. But whatever. Either way. That you just wrote like, he's got a face for radio. No. And mom was like, that is so rude. I assume we probably like swore and stuff. Mm -hmm. But so we're driving to my friend's like little league game or softball game. Yeah. Softball game. And on the whole way there, her mom is just so upset that we wrote this horrible thing about our douchebag classmate and i remember sitting there like i wish i had stayed home today right (laughs) oh because when it ends with like i think it's time for your friend to go home yeah but i couldn't go home because we were at a we just were on the way to a softball game like i was stuck there Yeah, that's awkward. You know, I don't know, like, this was a family friend. Like, my mom was friends with her mom. My brother was friends with her sister. You know, like, mm-hmm. it was a it was a family friendship. Right. And, you know, I don't know if that made the mom feel more comfortable with this, but I just remember being like, oh, my God, I hate everything. Like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, you know, it's interesting because as a, as a person who grew up with literally no boundaries in my house, mm-hmm. I actually remember as a child, Jesse, being like, really scared to sleep over your house because like <laughs> I I anxiety pee like yeah. I don't it's it's 100% the moment I think I cannot go to the bathroom I'm like I have to, that's all I can think about I, I have to pee mm-hmm. and so yeah we were up late mm-hmm. chatting whatever and then it was like you know probably 1 a.m or something and I had to pee and I was scared. I remember you and Beth were just like well just go up just go yeah. just go go pee and I was like I don't know man. but then like i felt like that was what triggered your mom to know the next day that we were up super late. And I was just like so scared. I was like, oh my God, I just had to pee and I didn't know what to do. Oh my God. 
<laughs> like, and literally, your mom is not a mean mom, like, right. you know, but that is how afraid of any kind of structure, mm-hmm. like any kind of discipline scared the bejesus out of me because <laughs> we were never disciplined in my house. So, like, yeah. the moment a parent was like, don't do that, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. So, oh, yeah. no. Rick goes to his room and cries on the bed, a huge bruise on his cheek. His dad tries to apologize, but Rick just wishes he could get away. Oh, That was rough. Poor Rick. <laughs> All right. It's finally school picture day. Woo! <laughs> God, this episode is just like dark to like, whatever, it's school picture Wake day. Wake up in the morning feeling <laughs> shy and lonely. Gee, I gotta get my picture taken. <laughs> Everyone but Melanie is psyched because she's got a giant zit. She tries to cover it with her bangs. Rick sits down as the girls keep fucking gawking at him. Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) They're not subtle at all. Nope. Joey turns to Tim in line and asks what he'd do if he found out a kid was getting beat up by their dad. Tim is like, uh, what? (laughs) He, you think Tim is like? Well, let's see. Joey went to Rick's house yesterday. Like, yeah, you know how smart is Tim? Like, you think he's cracking this code about like who he's talking about? I mean, he does crack the code later. Just saying. Oh yeah, that's true. We cut back to Rick, who is being pushed to smile, but this dude smiles for nobody. Mm-mm. The girls think it's super cute. Yeah, he's so broody. <laughs> um, you know, actually, when I think about the lyrics of the theme song mm. there's definitely if you look at it in a dark way and don't yes. sing it all peppy yeah rick is the portion of the song where it's like i don't think i can make it uh, don't think i can take it uh, i wonder what i'm gonna do oh no but then he looks around and sees yes that somebody is smiling back at me <laughs> wait <laughs> i've got a new friend and it's joey you know at the end, I totally was like, gee, I've got a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, oh, my God. I need to commission an emo band to, like, rewrite oh, this song. Please. I would love that. <laughs> oh, my God. All my friends are in metal bands, but maybe they could figure it out. Yeah. I want, like, a screamo version. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some sweet cover songs existed, but yeah, I'd have to search for them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Imagine being at a show and they just bust out with a Degrassi Junior High theme song I cover. Would, you just I, like nobody there would know, but you'd be like, "That's what I'm saying." <laughs> I know, and everyone would be like, "What are you talking about? This? How do you know this deep cut from the band?" And I'm like, "Y'all don't want you don't y'all don't know about the DJH, okay? You do not know, right?" The grade sevens are escorted out to make room for the grade eights when Rick tries to collect the money from Joey, but for some reason Joey didn't bring enough money. Well, he no, <laughs> he I wants don't. An IOU. Rick never told him how much it cost. He did. Am I crazy? I don't think he ever gave him a price. I I I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't remember if he did or not. That's what I I think I watched this episode actually three times Um, (laughs) because I watched it again today because I actually took my notes like last week and I was like, well, I gotta gotta watch it again because I don't, I want to be fresh. Um, But yeah, I don't think he ever told Joey how much he was charging him 
And obviously, he just rushed Joey out the door because he was like, I got to pay you. And he was right. like, no, I'll just give it to me at school tomorrow. Bye. And then it was like, where's my $15? And it was like, well, dude, you didn't say how much <laughs> you were charging, but okay. Listen, I only sold two vitamin pills today, so I don't got the money. I don't got <laughs> – I, you know, I've been really in all the talks about raising the minimum wage. I've been really mm. into like seeing how much money, like, f- you know, money was worth then versus what it's worth now. Yeah. Um, Five was a lot. I'm saying $15 in 1987 yeah. was the equivalent of like $35 now. So like yeah. Rick was like this, I'm charging you a fucking premium. Like that's mm-hmm. how much, how much like a new jean jacket costs. Yeah. So but he smells the desperation, so. Yeah, oh yeah, he's like I got to I got to strike while the iron is hot and this boy is desperate. Joey is 100% one of those people who would go on Poshmark mm. and pay like $100 for something that somebody like found in their basement. Yep. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, when I was in high school working at Dunkin Donuts uh 20 years ago, minimum wage was like 5.25. So, yeah. That's three hours of work in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's how (laughs) I felt uh, last Monday when my car was stuck in my parking spot because of the snow. And I was like, I got to take an Uber to and from work. Mm. It's going to cost me like an hour and a half of pay. And Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? (laughs) But I was like, I didn't want to take public transportation. Yeah. That doesn't seem safe. Right now. Yeah. Oh, no. I've definitely been in situations where to figure something out for work, I had to calculate how many hours of that day were just gone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, this one's on me, I guess. <laughs> Joey needs this jacket for school pictures, but Rick isn't budging. Joey swears he'll pay him back, and Rick reluctantly lets him. Joey tries to yell after him to talk about the incident the day before, and Rick tells him to mind his own beeswax. He is not playing, <laughs> and Joey is shocked. Yeah, did he say "shut up"? Because I wrote it in all caps yeah. and quote. So okay, <laughs> some like that. I mean, he was like to him, so <laughs> he was pissed. He's like, Caitlin and Susie prepare for their next big goof. Even though Susie seems to realize that they're going to look dumb as fuck. I mean, well, accurate. <laughs> I don't know where they're getting these ideas from. Oh, my God. I know. Like, it's just sad because, you know, I mean, let's be real. Caitlin, she's really good at, like, caring about the environment and stuff. Yeah. But, like, uh, comedy was never mm-hmm. her strong point, so... I mean, here's the thing. We don't even really know shit about either of these characters yet. And they're just looking like 100% dumbasses their first episode of actually being featured. I know. So. (laughs) What a waste. (laughs) But Caitlin insists that he'll love it. He walks through the door and they call his name. When he turns around, they're wearing pig noses and oinking. Yeah. Rick is personally offended again. And a background character is like, what the fuck? fuck are these bitches right because it makes it seem like they're making fun of him not trying to make him laugh like they're like hey pig face yeah like you know the the whole thing i i don't know where they came up with this what yeah no it feels like they have like a really stupid joke book that Mm. they like checked out of the library and it was like 89 pranks to play on your friends. And they were like, this one's going to get him. He's going to love it. So, you know, they like went to the store, probably a costume store, because who sells pig noses? Not Walmart. And really 
plan this one out. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, rough. Like, Ooh. yeah. Rehearsed again. They're prop comics. Yeah. They're the- <laughs> next, next they have a watermelon and they're like, hey, Rick, hey, Rick, look. And they, of course, smash it with a hammer and then Rick gets watermelon all over his face and yeah. he wasn't prepared. Oh, what a travesty. He hates jokes. He hates fun. Mm-hmm. DJ Radich is going over today's lesson when Tim confronts Joey about Rick being the abused kid. Joey insists it isn't, and he tries to write it off as a hypothetical. DJ Radich offers to engrave do not talk in class into his forehead because, like everyone else, he's sick of Joey's shit. Mm-hmm. He sends him to the principal. Did you? Okay, so I took a video of this girl's reaction. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember her name, but she is a she is a featured character later. Mm-hmm. I, I truly can't remember her name, but I was like, wow, the background acting mm-hmm. right now. Because she was literally like, oh, my, he's in trouble. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, just I, the faces were insane and there was hand gestures and stuff. And yeah, she was like, did you see that? I mean, I actually... I get the feeling that these writers were just like winging it and they saw these background actors because I'm pretty sure the guy in the earlier scene who looks at them with the pig noses and was like, okay, right. I'm pretty sure he becomes a character later too. So they, they saw people like play, like really working it in the background. Mm. They're like, let's give them a part. Yep. (laughs) Congratulations. You have lines now. We hear Principal Williams' disembodied voice scolding Joey and threatening to call his parents as Joey exits the office. Yes, I called it an omniscient principal voice. (laughs) Do we ever meet him? I don't think so. I can't, I truly can't picture what the principal looks like. Yeah. Um, So they hired a guy to voice him, but they didn't show him. No, they didn't even hire a guy to voice him. They were like, oh, fuck, he's got lines. (laughs) Uh, Kit Hood, can you <laughs> can you get back there and just talk to Joey? Like we don't you don't, you don't have to be on camera. Like you're you're good. Oh my god, I've definitely been that person on crew who gets to do a random voiceover or something because they're in a you know panic. Right, they're like, oh fuck, we didn't think about this. <laughs> Dars asks about the eye wound. Joey's about to leave when he asks her the same hypothetical that he just asked Tim, which of course concerns her. Right. You got Joey, you have a black eye. <laughs> right. And you're like, now's the time for me to ask about child abuse. Yeah. Like this doesn't look suspicious at all. <sighs> she sees the wound and assumes he's talking about his own parents. He assures her that things are more or less good. <laughs> you know. Fine. Which just adds to the suspicion. Like they cut up my fucking jean jacket and that was child abuse. So right. <laughs> and she's like, more child abuse. Okay. Joey may be many things, but subtle is not one of them. <laughs> no. Dar stop starts flipping through her Rolodex to child services and dials the phone with her pencil. I I noted the pencil too. <laughs> I was like, damn. Because that was it's a, a rotary phone. It's by a the rotary way, yeah. phone. So like that is totally something I remember doing mm-hmm. as a child for fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, as long as you didn't put all seven numbers in or whatever, yeah, you were okay. But yeah, oh man, what a novelty. I liked a good rotary phone. I mean, we I ha- thought that was fun, yeah. yeah. We had one in our kitchen for many, many years. Yeah. So, yeah. I will say, though, back in the day, like, dialing 911 was 
probably a huge chore. <laughs> you got to go all the way down to nine. Right. And wait for it like, to come back. Like, ooh. Listen, I got one better for you. <laughs> what about like calling into a radio and you got to yeah. be like the 10th caller. Yeah. And like you got to fucking – you literally you gotta work for it like yeah oh man it's a and whole then, like a workout what if you mess up the number you gotta start over <laughs> you're fucked you are not gonna be the 10th caller you are not gonna get aerosmith tickets i'm sorry it's oh, just not gonna happen man those were the days mm-hmm. that that's what like boomers talk about when they're like kids I today know. have it so easy i mean <laughs> But true. (laughs) I mean, mean, low key, some like they're just technology. You know what I mean? Like, oh wow, it is much easier to dial a phone number these days. It sure is. (laughs) Like I remember uh, when I first started working for Pam, she like handed me a cordless phone and she was like, you know, call this number. Mm. I literally looked at the the cordless phone and I was like, do I hit? the phone button to yeah. turn it on and then dial it? Does it go through? Do I put the number in and then hit the button? Like, duh. Like, I literally <laughs> could not remember how to use a fucking landline. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Honestly, I'm using my, like, smartphone today and I often dial the wrong number. So I don't I don't envy people back then. Mm. Ye, ye old times. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think about, I remember learning about the card catalog in the library yeah. in elementary school. And then yeah. by the time you got to high school, it was like, oh, yeah, the card catalog's right there, but nobody uses it. Like, yeah. you go to the computer and you type in what you're searching for, and then I'll tell mm-hmm. you where it is in the library. But, like, so that is, I think that's our weird millennial thing that, like, we learned about all the old shit and then. And then never used it. Yeah. It was like, nah, this is actually, we don't, we don't do that anymore. And you're like, yeah. Okay. Do you remember back when, like. The only resource you had for so many things was the encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we had – and we had, like, an encyclopedia Britannica or whatever. We yeah, had, like, CD the fucking wrong. volumes. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we had all the books. Yeah. Well, we had that, too, but we also yeah, had okay. the CD-ROM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, and I remember when the CD-ROM came out, but – That was all yeah. you had. It's just I mean, unless you went through the card catalog right? and you found a book on the subject, but it was hard to figure out if the book was actually on the subject. And I mean, back in the day, like library science used to be even even harder. I'd say. I don't wanna I don't wanna shit on librarians, but right. you had to like you had <laughs> to know what was going on because the only thing that anybody the only resource anybody had to be like, hey, is this what the book I'm looking for was a librarian. You couldn't right. pull it up on Google and be like, Yeah, that book's about that. Right. You're like, I'm writing a paper on giraffes <laughs> and the librarian has to like think about it and she's like, oh, yes, there's one called The Life and Times of Giraffes. <laughs> Let's go look it up in the card catalog to figure out where it is. Like, Right. And the, the whole concept of like if you had to write a paper mm-hmm. for like for class and you had to do research, you had to fucking actually go to the library. Yeah. And like you might have to actually stay there. And write the paper there. And like, yeah. libraries close. Like, you can't <laughs> stay up till 3 a.m. writing a paper right. in a library because they close. I feel like there was also some sort of like software or something where you could read articles. Mm-hmm. But there yep. were so few sources for articles back then. So yeah. like, it was just so fucking hard to get information back then. 
I mean, and you know, like movies and TV shows definitely made it seem like you were going to go through a catalog of newspapers a lot more. Oh, than yeah. I, you were going to sit there and watch the newspapers roll by. To figure out who was I murdered in your house. I always wanted to do that. I know. Me too. Yes. I always wanted to do that. I was like, I need to go through all these these news articles from 1946 because I need to find out about the killer yeah. that lived in my house and and why it's haunted. Right. And, yeah. Oh, oh man. man, I know, and I never, I've never gone through one of those. No, like it just makes we me we should probably whenever COVID's over and we can get together, we should go to the library or whatever together and just look through them. Do they have they them? Is have that them. real? I feel like the librarians would be like, oh, um, have you heard of Google, sweetie? It's called Google dot <laughs> com. Um, <laughs> No, we don't. We don't have those anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I just oh, I feel like it's a whole experience to sit in that booth and like watch the articles fly by. Oh yeah, and somehow you know when to stop. Yeah, like you're just like shh, and then you're like oh, got it. And you're like how did you how did you know when to stop? I don't like okay. You just or it's like wait, go back. <laughs> And you're like, that's it. You've gone slightly that's too the far. That's what I wanted. Go back a couple articles. Okay, here right. we go. <laughs> oh boy. I'm going to figure out if that's still a possibility. And whatever I can do it, I'm going to go and I'm going to look through these articles. Yeah. And then I want you to make a TikTok about it so that the kids will see it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> Millennial problems. I <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I was really disappointed. I didn't. I'm like, damn, we're being made fun of by yeah. Gen Z. Like, damn, I mean, we can't course. get a break. Of course we are, right? But I mean, the reality is that boomers are the worst. What's, what's the word for it? Just like everyone hates boomers. Like, yeah, yeah, people like have some jabs at us but fucking right. i mean i hate boomers right everyone we're hates the product boomers. of boomers so that's like yeah oh no <laughs> damn it oh yeah yeah i know these kids today these kids today i was reading like a buzzfeed <laughs> article of a bunch of uh gen zers making fun of millennials and it was like <laughs> millennials be like hashtag adulting I hope you're adulting. You're yeah. in your 30s. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> ah, why? Don't do that to me. With with zero understanding about how hard it has become <laughs> to do these things. Like, adulting, buying a house at 35. Uh, like, yeah, I back know. in the day, they bought it at like 21. Oh, man. Because they could. Like, that. that's a joke. That's a joke. Kids these days <laughs> just don't get it. <laughs> God damn you millennials listening to us talk about Degrassi Junior High from the 80s. Right? Stop listening. We don't like you. Why can't we wear skinny jeans? Okay? I don't understand. They made fun of our laugh reacting. Just <laughs> Right? Well, no. I made a tweet the other day that was something along the lines of like, I feel like it's a special kind of person who does... Three of the same emoji in a row. That's me. You don't do the one emoji. You do three. No, I do it too. And okay, I think I maybe that. it's millennials. Yeah. It, I know. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, if I just give you one laughing, crying emoji, yeah, yeah. it was okay, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah. Like you got to get, you got to earn the three. Never two. I've ne- I don't think. Right. I, yeah. Two's weird. If you do two, like you need to send somebody to check on me because something, it's not me. It's an imposter. <laughs> 
Anyways, we're very off topic. <laughs> <laughs> We've been pretty on topic this episode, but we just got way off the shit. <laughs> Anywho. Well, we've been attacked. We are under attack. It is not fair. We're just doing our best with the fucking economy we were right? given by these goddamn boomers. Right? And Gen Z is going to be all like, we're all about Threpples and Polly. And we've, yes, I'm in a relationship with four people. And yeah, we bought a house together because we combined our resources. And yeah. We're all like, oh man. What did we think of that? Right? Shit. I mean, I lived with four people, but it wasn't that way. And I wouldn't have wanted it to be that way either because most of my roommates have been awful. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It would be better if you lived with a bunch of people that you were also sleeping with because then like, you know, Mm. you could just have like angry makeup sex about Mm. not doing the dishes. (sighs) Okay, fine. It's a bit of a stretch. Honestly, I I don't know. I uh, Having roommates sucks, period. Anyways. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) It's true. Rick is out front fixing his bike as per usual, and Joey is showing off on his skateboard as per usual. Rick is all like, money mud. (laughs) (laughs) But the extra $5 is back at Joey's house, and they're off. They roll up to Joey's house, and Rick's chain falls off. I feel like maybe if he stopped fucking with it constantly, it might stay on. Like, he's, like, loosening it because he's constantly fucking with his bike. I just don't ever (laughs) recall. I guess maybe I never fixed the chain properly, but I feel like you just kind of put it back on. Yeah. Like, what? Because then he's, Joey's like, you can fix it at my house. And he's like, oh, you got tools? And he's like, yeah, I got tools. I'm like, what tools do you need to put the chain back on? Every single day he's fixing that goddamn chain. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I was, um bring in bottles back to get cash for it, I'd be going out and buying a chain that actually fit my bike. I don't know. Yeah. Weird idea. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Joey has tools at his place that he can use to fix it. Rick notices a sweet motorcycle out front and Joey has no idea whose it is. Mm-hmm. Frank's bike is definitely better though. Mm-hmm. They walk into the most stylish man I've ever seen. I said he's is a... Flock of seagulls looking motherfucker. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, the most stylish man I've ever seen is questioning Joey's parents about child abuse. Joey's dad denies it, even though he's felt like it. Oh my God. <laughs> a fucking wild. Can you imagine the fucking balls yeah. to say that to child protective services? Like, well, I felt like beating my son, but. <laughs> We've all been there. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> but I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bad English's drummer doesn't seem to take issue with that statement. His parents introduce him to the lead singer of Kaja Gugu, <laughs> who questions him about the gash on his head. He asks about Joey's statement to Dars, and his parents are pissed. Canada's number one Rod Stewart fan wants to hear that from Joey. In front of his parents? <laughs> like, yeah. what kind of social right? worker are you? <laughs> Like, He's really bad at his right? job. <laughs> Tell me in front of your parents that your parents don't beat you, mm-hmm. kid. And the parents are like, we don't. He's like, I want to hear it from Joey. <laughs> like, okay. Joey swears that there's nothing more than yelling going on at home when he notices that Rick is significantly more bruised than Joey. He not so subtly says that whatever kid he's talking about needs help. The keyboardist from Flock of Seagulls follows Rick outside, who is stranded because of his broken bike chain. Oh, man. He offers some help. 
he's like, I'm getting at it. Oh, man, this chain. Like, <laughs> all that setup yeah. was for this. Yeah. That he couldn't get away. Because they're like. I just can't leave. Right? <laughs> they, like, filmed this scene first. And they're like, well, why wouldn't Rick just ride his bike away? I'm like, oh, okay, 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 okay. We're, he's got a faulty chain. He's yeah. not gonna be, we gotta, but we gotta really emphasize it throughout the episode. That this chain really sucks. They didn't have time to grab tools yet. No, nope. they didn't fix it. Nope. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that Joey's dad said that they raised four children and never like been accused of child abuse? Did you, oh, I didn't notice that. No, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Joey's got three older siblings. Damn. Yeah. I guess that explains why he's such an attention whore because he's like, notice me, notice me. You know what? That means, <laughs> hey, look at me, right? Look at me. That makes sense. Rick blows him off, but he's persistent. The whole family snoops from inside. Kind of like your neighbor. Right? These nosy <laughs> assholes. Like, what's going on? What's happening? Okay. All right. <laughs> Bon Jovi makes it clear that he can go around Rick's willingness to report if he has to. And Rick assumes he gets paid by the kid. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> you get a commission every right? time you help you, a kid. Like, no. Child services does not have that kind of money. Right. right. <laughs> you get a bonus for a set of siblings. You're like, yeah. I bagged right. three of them at the same time. Yeah. There, there's no one like throwing money into it. Mm-hmm. Like, because where would the money come from? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not the government. <laughs> Fuck them kids. Nope. Hashtag America. So the bike is fixed and Rick tries to ride off. Blonde John Stamos calls after him, but Rick says to leave him alone. But does his dad leave him alone? Ah! Oh, shit. Oh, boy. (laughs) He got him. He just wants what's best for Rick and points out how unhappy he seems. How can you tell? Everybody knows. Right? They're like, I didn't see you smile. He's tragic. entire 30 seconds that we've been interacting, (laughs) and I can tell. You're a sad, sad little boy. So Motley Crue's roadie swears he can help. Oh, man. I had to Google a lot of things to come up with. I know. The first couple of jokes, I was like, I don't know what that band is. <laughs> Kasha Gugu? You don't know Kasha Gugu? They, okay, they, it's vaguely familiar. Don't they do Shasha? Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. They probably were on in like some sort of uh, like movie that I had the soundtrack for. I mean, they were just crazy looking, so. Yeah, I mean. That, <laughs> I mean, that was the thing. Checks out because. <laughs> Yeah, this man, I... His style for a child protective services worker. Meanwhile, I don't think you could get a job at McDonald's looking like that. Nope. <laughs> nope. You you can't get a job with tattoos. And yet, look at this man. He's cool as hell. Look at this man. You know, I mean, maybe it's just that they're like, nah, we need a cool guy. We need a cool guy so we can, like, get yeah, rap with the kids. The, you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely raps with the kids. Mm-hmm. He turns that chair around, sits on yep. it backwards. 100 fucking percent. Let's rap. Yes. He might as well. <laughs> he's a uh, – okay, what was his name in Boy Meets World? Jonathan? Oh, Was that God. the – well, I can't remember what his last name was, but – Oh, yeah, Sean, yeah, yeah. It was Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan, but I don't remember what his last name was. But yeah, like he's the fucking cool teacher. Mm-hmm. Man. And he's looking to help kids. That's all he cares about is looking cool, helping kids. <sighs> Riding his Harley, went through his hair – Helping kids. I have never once sat on a backwards chair to talk to kids, and I feel like I'd be a better babysitter if I did. 
I've sat in a lot of backwards chairs, but never to talk to kids. I mean, it's the only appropriate way to talk to kids. <laughs> I guess. If you're not straddling a chair, <laughs> then what are you doing? This week's experiment is for you to babysit and sit backwards in a chair and see what the result is. No. And they'll be like, those okay. goddamn millennials. <laughs> Here's the thing. Wait, hear me out. Because I was I was thinking about it in my head and I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it. And then I was like, wait a minute. The house I babysit at, they have like a tall table for yeah. where they eat dinner. Oh, God. And I'm you're like, on a I, bar stool and you're super short. I'm like, I couldn't, can you imagine? Like I, have to, I would have to climb up it. Yeah. And like I'd be, I'd be straddling it, like kicking my legs. Yeah. And like, Listen, kids. <laughs> Let's wrap. That would not work. <laughs> so if if you do attempt it for mm-hmm. the lulls, please hand your phone to your like one of the kids first and mm-hmm. have them take a picture because I okay. even a video maybe because you'll probably be like flailing a bit and I think that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> it doesn't work out. I tried on like a fucking lounge chair. I'm like, nah, still's not working. Okay. <laughs> Oh, wait, they got bean bags too. Let me try. Nah, damn. <laughs> None of these chairs are appropriate for this. Damn it. I mean, I'd get paid more, you know, yeah. if, I, if I did it. Definitely. I'd be a more valid child care provider. Oh, yeah. That's the only way to know that someone means business. Mm-hmm. Rick waits for Joey in the doorway when he shakes him down for the cash he owes. Joey swears he did not tell anyone Rick was being abused and gives him the money. Rick ponders for a moment and tells Joey to take care of his jacket. He's warmed up to him enough to tell him that he's going to live with his brother for a while. Thank God. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank God. He wants Joey to come over and ride like the wind. <laughs> Joey is psyched, and Rick tussles his hair and calls him Buddy. Oh. Rick finally smiles, which warms his stalker's heart. Oh. The end. Oh. oh it was. It was actually, like, kind of emotional to see him smile. I know. It was like, oh, man. Oh. Oh, Buddy. Gee. I got a new friend. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's such a Sean Hunter. I mean, mm. wait, Sean, wait, no, I fucked that up. Sean Cameron. <laughs> yeah, his his brother's Hunter, right? Yeah. He's a Sean Cameron. Tracker. Yeah. Who's, what was his name? Tracker? No, Sean Hunter was that his brother's from name? Boy Meets World. Yeah. Okay. It's from Boy Meets World. Yes, 100%. That's why I was like, oh, fuck. Now yeah, what, we're what podcast here. is this? Who are we talking about? <laughs> Boy Meets World? No. Yeah. No. Sean Cameron. Went to live with Tracker. Yes. Yeah. Who did some really bad things. <laughs> Yeah, he did some really bad things in Wasega Beach, and so now he has to live with his brother, Tracker. I deafened a kid. He deafened a guy in one ear. I'm sorry. Okay? It that was always cracked me up. I deafened a kid in one, one ear on Wasega Beach. Like, like, it's so specific. I don't know why that made me laugh so like, much, but it always did. He's like, man, I, I cut off the tip of a guy's pinky, and I'm not I'm ashamed of it. Like, you know, it's so specific. No, he's lucky he didn't deafen Emma in one ear when he pushed her when oh, he man. was fighting with Jimmy. <laughs> and she's having to like land ear first on a rock. And he's like, oh, no, no, you deafened a girl in one ear, too. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was watching um the most popular girls in school. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. It was like a YouTube, like they were all 
three to five minutes long of Barbies mm-hmm. and they were just mm-hmm. assholes. And the chick gets deafened in one ear because a kid throws a hacky sack at her. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we can only assume that's what yeah. Sean did Definitely, to the guy yeah. in Wasega Beach. <laughs> so anyways, what is your rating this week? I'm I'm like with really solid 3.5s. Yeah. Chef's uh, kisses. Yeah. I honest. I don't know why. I couldn't even rate it because. Too serious. The, the subject matter is so dark. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't like watching a kid get beat up by his dad. So. I mean, it's uh, not ideal. <laughs> it's definitely not ideal. <laughs> but like it was an important storyline. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But like it wasn't pleasant. So right, you're like I feel bad cheering this on. I don't know what I would rate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like three and a half chefs kisses. Yeah, not quite perfection on the the child abuse episode. Could have been better. Yeah, sure. I don't I don't know how this could have been better. It was actually like very um, it was like graphic and it was like yeah. oh shit, like you mm-hmm. had to confront some harsh realities. But it's like to rate it, I'm just like, I, I got shit. I, I can't well, do it. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. So I went ahead and rated it. No, I I don't judge you for that. You know what? Actually, <laughs> it's rated M for mature. That's definitely true. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how we're rating it now. I mean, I was just, I was very shocked that they went this hard this fast. I know, right? But that's Degrassi. I was just like, whoa, okay. Grace, but like, okay, so here's one thing. We've been like, oh my God, they did all this shit in in these episodes, you know, they were like drinking, they were slutty transformation, drugs, beating a child. But Degrassi, Next Generation, first episode, yep, child molester abducting Emma. So like, are I was we gonna say dolphin surprised? pants. Yeah, dolphin pants. Yeah, I mean that's for real. First episode, dolphin pants, five out of five. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> but like. I suppose I shouldn't be shocked because thinking of Next Generation, like, they went hard right out the gate, so. Right. They set the tone. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. It's not, it's not that surprising Mm. and yet still surprising. (laughs) Okay. So, what are we talking about next week? Season one, episode five, The Great Race. I don't remember what it's about, so I don't. (laughs) Hmm. I get nothing. Because I, I mean, I immediately pictured boxcar racing, but I doubt that's what's going to happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I wish. I, I'm pretty positive that is not it. Um, yeah, I mean, but it would be pretty funny if it was. It would. And very unexpected. <laughs> They're like, we're going to take a break from all this, like, really serious shit and just have a boxcar race. You know? No big deal. Maybe it's even more heartwarming, and it's actually Joey and Rick, now best friends, in, like, a wheelbarrow race. Yeah. Or like a three-legged race. Yeah, you know three-legged, I mean? definitely. They're buddies now. So now they can tie their <laughs> legs together and race about it. Perfect. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any social I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why my my next thought was, or it's about white supremacy. And we're really <laughs> off. <laughs> this is the great race. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a surprise? We were like, wow, weren't thinking about it that way. That's they storm the Capitol. Yep. <laughs> yep. Joey comes in with fucking antlers <laughs> and a fur. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be. It could be. I can't wait to see what 
it's about. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise. Yeah, for sure. It always is. I'm like, I always have like, a, maybe it could be this. I had no clue that this episode would be about child abuse. Right. No clue. In, I, again, we <laughs> touched on it briefly, but it's called the cover up. What are you talking about? What was covered up? Nothing was covered yeah. up. But that, you got a bunch of zits? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. That's what it was named after. Melanie oh. Zitz. She covered up with her bangs. Perfect. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm on board. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see what it is. All right. <laughs> you got any social media to plug? Carly Joe Gear. Period. Period. No period. No, don't fuck them up. There's no period. It's just <laughs> Carly Joe Gear. Or you can look at the real Nick Furry on Instagram, which is mm. the real Nick Furry with underscores in between all the words. Um, because mm. I just posted finally some new cat pics. So oh, wow. yeah. Well, you can follow me on Instagram for some cat pics and some cooking pics at Monday Night Rar or on Twitter at Jesse. And you can follow us at A Social Disease across social media platforms. Please rate us, like, and subscribe. Yes. Oh, yes, please. I always forget to say that. Unless, unless we, like, go real self-deprecating at the end of the episode. I know. I always forget to say that. Um, I know. <laughs> yes, please like, subscribe, rate, do all those things. Yeah, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to start taking friends' phones and being like, you mind if I open up your podcast app real quick? Go for <laughs> it. Go for it. Yeah, it's going to be Turn their phone volume all the way down and just press play on the podcast app. That's what people have been doing. They just feel bad for us. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Like these two, <laughs> these two crazy jamokes. Who do they think they are? A couple of broomheads. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack. And Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>